You know things, I know some too. Sit right down, the will explain them to you. If there's a thing you want to explain, these two feminists can entertain. Nerdy stuff, sexy stuff, so much to know. Tune in for the Femsplain Show. Femsplain! Let me just do a little bit of the old. <laughs> the old what? Opening a can. Oh, is that a can of water? No, it's a can of beer. Oh, okay. <laughs> I said I had to go get a beverage because I already had water, but only water. Oh, I thought you were like, I have to go get a beverage and I only have water. Should we talk about gotcha. this? Gotcha. Amber Ale and that's, uh, Avalon has a can of beer and a wine glass full of water, which, I mean, I'm headcanoning has vodka in it. Nah. No. <laughs> but this is old camping beer. Um, from which camping? Because I feel concerned. I think it might be from... Pirate camping. No, honestly, I think it's from when we went tubing. Because this can smells a little weird. It smells like the river. It smells like tube. Yeah. <laughs> it smells like dicks. <laughs> I talk about that so often. One of, oh God, it smells one like of, dicks one of, one of Avalon and I, uh, our old school memories, our, our memories of the time before Femsplain. Yeah. We, we went... As you do on Long Island, because there's nothing to do on Long Island, we went to a Bob's to like, I don't what know. I assume we went there to I'd hang never out. I have been to or heard of. I didn't know what kind of things they sold. And Bob's is a weird place because they sell clothing, uh-huh. but they also spell, sell like some sporting goods and things. And that mm. smell of like soccer rubber, yeah. soccer ball and basketball and like that smell is really pungent when you walk in the door yeah. and Avalon walked in and went it smells like dicks in here <laughs> she meant dicks sporting goods but I <laughs> I said it very just... loudly but with the purest yeah. innocence yeah she really just but meant I didn't that know what it sounds I didn't know if it was gonna be a grocery store I was I remember walking in like all excited to go to a new kind of store what would it be? Oh, God. And then, oh, surprise, surprise. It just smells like dicks. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think about that anytime I walk into any sporting goods store yeah. <laughs> now. Yeah, And same. I'm just like, wow, it smells like dicks in here. <laughs> so, yeah. Welcome to Femsplained. Welcome to Femsplained. What the fuck is Femsplained? Well, Femsplained is clearance clearly a uh, stream of consciousness word salad that Avalon and Diana <laughs> have elected to record and post on the internet. That sounds great. It's also a girls only clubhouse podcast <laughs> where two queer femme humans get to talk about all the nerdy shit they like in a space that they created that they feel safe in. Yeah. Woo. That's that's super succinct. Oh, that doesn't uh, but okay, just because it, it's <laughs> us being whatever our identities are doesn't mean that people of every kind of identity can't listen to it if they choose to. Hopefully find it entertaining and maybe even informative. Maybe. Maybe on that last bit. So last week we revisited the topic of D&D to a broader spectrum of tabletop gaming. We talked about that. Yeah. I just listened uh, to it like this afternoon. And so it is fresh for me. Yeah. And I'm excited. It's awesome. 
I liked yeah, it. Yeah, it was a really good one. I liked it too. Super tangential. Um, I don't care. But it was I good. really liked it because of its new segment that Avalon came up with. Thank you that... for segueing that because I felt like just talking about how much I liked the last episode felt like very much like we were just jerking ourselves off. <laughs> I mean, we're allowed to. Men do that in, oh, God, in every so aspect. Fucking good. Our last amateur podcast was so fucking sweet. I don't, I'm not going to shame us for enjoying the things that we do. Not going to do it. I mean. I'm, I, I like it. I like our podcast. You know what Fuck off. I thought about in our last podcast, though? I don't think we have enough, like, podcast inside jokes. Like, I don't think we're self-referential enough. So let's make a conscious effort to have, like, bits. Yeah, sure. Starting now. I'll try to start remembering I want things. more inside jokes. <laughs> that does require me to have memory. Yeah. So I'm going to try to work on that. Then... Just... Just to just to uh, touch on oh. before we start our new segment, I want to say that we just got an email from Zachary confirming all of the shit I said about how second edition is trash compared to fifth edition. Um, I'm so excited. And- For some reason, this is the first time I've gotten a notification on my phone when we get an email to that account. And I yeah. read it too, and I had just listened to it, and I was waiting for people, especially hate guys, mail. to be shitty about it. it. And I felt, I honestly felt really validated. So thank you, Zachary. Thank you, Zachary. Also, thank you for more turtles. Uh, the turtle is absolutely welcome to play Changeling the Lost with us. Yeah. I, he I'm, sent the I'm, second email. Oh, okay. Yes. I, <laughs> All right. So that leads us into our new segment what's it called again avalon it's called what has nerd culture done for you lately what has nerd culture done for you lately diana <laughs> okay i should be asking what you've done lately for nerd culture mm, i mean it's the same answer in, yeah in this case it works so so i mentioned in our last podcast that i was gearing up for the first gaming convention that I've been a part of organizing uh, and not just being a GM for and not just attending and visiting. Uh, and so there was a lot of nerves going into it. I felt really positive about it. This was the COGS Expo mini gaming con what does COGS in New Jersey. What does COGS stand for? I like it. Say it. COGS stands for the Community Organized Gathering of Steampunks. Yeah, it's so good. So for this event, we it was our first ever time, even including the old uh, like parent event that, that died before us, never did anything like this uh, many cons like throughout the year. So it was very new uncharted territory for all of us involved. And there were a lot of nerves about whether or not anyone would fucking show up. Uh, We used a scheduling website called Warhorn that was super clunky and difficult to use and difficult to navigate. And so it was the only one we could find that allowed us to do something like that. And nobody signed up ahead of time. So we kind of walked into the store thinking, well, we've got 12 GMs ready to run games. And we, as far as we know, have zero people <laughs> coming to play them. So we had no idea what the turnout was going to be like. And it was a small space. It was a small con. But, you know, we wound up getting about like 50 weekend long attendees. 
in okay. addition to our GMs. Sweet. And it was, I mean, it was a packed house. Every game got played. So we had tables full. We had every, every game went off. I mean, we had so much laughter and fun. The store that hosted us, the only game in town in New Jersey was in Somerville, New Jersey, was amazing. They worked this out with us so seamlessly. They asked very little from us in in return for hosting us. Also, they have a fluffy room that's filled wall to wall with with Pokemon stuffed oh, animals okay. and like uh, uh, and like stuffed animals from like Miyazaki oh, films yeah. and like stuff. Just just so much good stuff and it's just wall-to-wall cuddly creatures um in I, addition I to having a huge... it would be like a cuddling room no no nothing like that it would be a weird thing and for a store they though. had great terrain for wargaming um that they let us use they had oh, cool. they had so much space they had so such a good board game collection a whole wall of bones miniatures which are my favorite miniatures i don't know about it's that. Oh, God, bones are great. They're really cheap and really good quality and really cool. They don't necessarily, like, fit any specific fandom. Like, they're not made for Warhammer or for D&D, but their miniatures fall into all of those categories. That's cool. What kind of bases do um, they have? Or you just put them on whatever you want? They they come with their own bases, but they're standard. Okay. They're standard uh, sizes for all those games. So it's they work for everything. And, uh, yeah, so the staff was super great, and they helped us out. Everything went wonderfully. My game of Honey Heist Saturday night landed super well, and it was really fun. But really, mostly, I'm just happy we had, like, such a great turnout, and now people are voting, and they want to have another one. So I'm really excited about that. And then I would say my the other thing that nerd culture has actually done for me lately is that... Oh, Coheed and Cambria dropped their their newest album, Vaxis, and it's... So in our Coheed episode, I had told you that they took a break on their last album from doing the storyline. That's right. So it was not in the canon, and it was a completely new sound. It had a, a little bit of a poppy sound um, instead of their like metal prog rock mishmash that their that their music really uh, encompasses most of the time this album i i feel like i feel nostalgic listen to it listening to it even though it is brand new music because it just it makes me feel reconnected to this story and i cannot wait because now comics are gonna come so i'm like i'm on the edge of my seat i can't wait for any announcement from Claudio about anything. There's a narrative. This album is back in the Amory Wars world. It's just uh, at a different point in time Mm -hmm. with uh, following a new character's story. So there are some, uh, a new one that we don't yet totally new with, there are some, you know, side characters and things that are recurring. uh, Some of like the cult uh, characters that existed in the Amory Wars world are appearing, you know, as well. But the the main characters are all new, and this seems like a, like a, a love story epic, which the other one was not. And I am on board. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah. Uh, so I'm really, I'm really into it and I'm very happy. So that's what nerd culture's done for me lately. Avalon, what has nerd culture done for you lately? I don't think that's all nerd culture's done for you lately. What have you been playing? Oh, oh, you know what? I guess you're right. I started Horizon Zero Dawn yeah. uh, finally. Um, and I'm kind of shocked at how much I like it. Cool. Because it's supposed to be I great. don't tend to like games that are, that don't allow you to like play a customizable character. I um, I tend to not care about that as much. And also it's not high fantasy, which is also what I'm drawn to the most video game wise, but it's beautiful. It's very engaging. It's very intriguing. And um, I'm, I'm a little emotional about the main character already. So yes, Horizon Zero Dawn, I'll be streaming it. So if you're following us on Twitch or if you would want to see that. <laughs> if that doesn't make you <laughs> want to fucking drown yourself, then check it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Twitch.tv slash Themsplained. Uh, I'll, I'll be... Twitch at the end of the episode, do we? We... I, I've done it a couple of times. I always forget. because it, it use. Yeah. So... Well, sweet. So you... I'm proud of you. You've been very engaged with nerd culture. I think more than I have. Avalon, what has nerd culture done for you lately? Well, nothing big because I do have a lot going on with grad school. Um, but my few tiny updates are that I finally beat that boss in nine parchments. <gasps> what? Yeah. You didn't tell me. And now we only have oh my one God. parchment left. It was hard. And I finally started acquiring the Labyrinth Coronation single issues like I wanted to. Oh, yeah. Two, That's three, right. But I got one, four, five, six, seven. And I think there are going to be 12 total, but we're still on seven or eight right now. I'm excited because I always mean to get the single issues when things are happening, when limited runs are happening, and then I never remember to. And then they're a million dollars. Yeah. And then this is going to seem really trivial and stupid, but I'm really excited. I hit level 30 on Pokemon Go today. <laughs> and I got a bunch That's of stuff level 30, and I thought that was awesome. That's not trivial or stupid. And I'm still at I level 26 or something. And of the original 150. Pokemon Go. And I'm so excited. That's awesome. And also, I want to now feel competitive and I want to see how many I have. Oh, man. Because, like, Hang there on. are it's... three that I can't get, right? Because they're different countries exclusively. Ooh, is that true? Yeah. Farfetch'd, Mr. Mime, Kangaskhan are exclusive to not North America. Oh, you should uh, friend Nathan on. Uh... But... Oh, does he. Do you send each other gifts? Because yeah. you'll get. You'll get um, eggs from him. I have eggs, but I don't know if I have any. I don't know. Anyway. But I am really excited. Because I feel like I will fucking catch them all. Genuinely. You will. I think I actually you will catch, will catch them, them, all. them all. You will. But every you time are I see Ash, a gym with them. a Kangaskhan from some exchange student, I get really jealous and mad. Uh, but yeah. We gotta travel. I guess. So, yeah. Actually, I think those things are very cool. Those things are not so, cool. <laughs> I think they're that they're very cool. Nothing. And then the burlesque show is just like, whatever. It's I need to work on it this weekend. I need to work on promotional materials this weekend. But there's nothing really nerdy that has to do with that. Although, I yeah. this weekend, I'm going to start costuming. Because I have so much to costume for with that show and Halloween coming up. Weird. Hey, uh, <laughs> if we could get a man in here real quick, I feel like we have a, 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 a an epiphany coming a up. A real man alert. 
We got a real man alert. Francis, help us small women introduce our podcast topic. In a man's Putting one minute on the man, watch, and go. Costuming. Y'all, I'm going to break character this week and speak to you not as Francis the Mansplainer, but as Francis the Man. Or at least, what is left of Francis the Man. I have been broken, you see, as it relates to costumes. Halloween used to be a joyous time. I'd pick a superhero that I kind of liked, I'd buy some base costume parts from Party City or Amazon, and who knows, if I was feeling particularly creative, I'd head out to Goodwill and buy a couple of accessories or some other various items with Francis Flair and make the costume my own. And that was it. Then I married a costumer. Now, Halloween involves spending $300 on various fabrics from Joann's, thousands of trips to Goodwill and St. Vinny's, Watching as the house dissolves into chaos and stress leading right up to the very day of Halloween. And that's just at Halloween. The rest of the year, it's trying to figure out how we're going to fit these boxes of costumes into our tiny-ass two-bedroom. Converting the guest room into a costuming room and then the basement into a costume storage center. The madness does not end. So if there is still time for you, if you have not formed a lifelong union with a costumer, run. Run and hide somewhere where they will never find you, such as Party City. And that's your mansplain minute and a half. Okay, so our topic, as Francis has so explained. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, is, um, is costuming. And I'm really excited about that. Are you? I am. I'm so excited about this. Yeah. This is a, a, a mutual uh, awesome. gasm of an episode that we're going to uh, femsplained, femsplain to each other and at you. All right. So here's the first thing I'm going to say. Which term do you prefer and why? Costuming, cosplaying. I think they're two different things. Why? But cosplay, cosplay, in my, I don't, my limited opinion, is that it, when you're specifically dressing up as a character and costuming is when you're you know dressing in maybe just an aesthetic so i mean for the first few years that i was into costuming at all i never did any specific characters or even like even if i did something inspired by maybe a a, a character i really kind of did my own thing and was mostly going for a fitting some sort of aesthetic, usually the steampunk aesthetic, uh, or like some kind of anachronism or uh, a high fantasy aesthetic. So when I started doing like specific characters, I started to feel like there was a little bit of a, a difference between costuming in general or and cosplay. Okay. Why you disagree? I absolutely accept that definition. I just wanted to establish it. I have universally referred to any silly outfit as costuming specifically because I think I felt the need to differentiate from cosplayers based on my own personal decision that there was a little bit of not coolness happening there. 
being a cosplayer. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like, I don't think I, I, I would never be like, oh, I'm, not, I'm not fucking cosplaying. I'm costuming and it's different. I think I just chose for my vernacular to just be like, cool, I like costuming. Cool, I'm, I'm working on some costuming things, blah, blah, blah. Uh, just because cosplay sounded sexual to me and like weird. I- <laughs> Well, it's because, I'm sorry, kinksters, but how dare you commandeer the word play? Because <laughs> the word play <laughs> has really taken a dark turn. I know. And I, I also associate the word play yeah. with like. With kink. Like, I, I wanted to text somebody the other day to be like, to ask them to play video games. And I almost was like, you want to play with me? And then I was like, I can't say this sentence. No, you can't. Because if I say that sentence, they're going to, they're going to, yeah, no, no. Uh, Yeah. So the word play has been canceled. Yeah. And and that includes cosplay. And cosplay less so now. I think it's just so mainstream. Totally fine. But I do feel like eight years ago cosplay was like a little bit like people might look at you like might make some assumptions about your level of social skills based on saying that cosplaying was one of your hobbies whereas if i say like i craft and sew costumes like that just doesn't it didn't feel as like weird yes the connotation the 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 receptiveness of people but i to it i Um, would i used that term like regardless of whether it was a canon character or just sort of a, an aesthetic, but I like what you're well, saying. Yeah, that's that's how I uh, differentiate it for myself. Just because I I also I always wanted to do cosplay, but I was never confident enough in my like skills as a like I, I'm not I'm not crafty really. I don't sew. I I don't know how to you know build armor i can't i can't do that i bet you but could. it's possible that i can I, I mean i can all right i can sew a little bit but i can't i no, can't I mean make my thing. own like specifically yeah. i mean anybody can sew it's not hard um but i specifically mean the armor thing all right i hate I, you for saying that because it took me like it took me like a full eight hour day to sew leaves onto an existing piece of clothing well, <laughs> to make my peter pan outfit not that you're bad at it or whatever it's just that like (laughs) when would you learn that skill but i feel specifically like with armor and all the stuff that people do with like foam board and heat gun i equate that a lot more with with wargaming types of craftiness which you have i really think it's that kind of I, I think I think also there's equipment and space and and stuff that I don't have as well for for that for that kind of crafting just like because I, I sometimes watch people yeah like do it on you know in YouTube or whatever but when I was when I was first doing costuming in general I I always wanted to do specific characters I had that idea in my head yeah but I was never confident in how accurately I'd be able to pull it off and whether or not it would be worth it for me to try so I just went and did my own like aesthetics and in my head sometimes I was like a, I was a character yeah <laughs> like uh like my first my first steampunk world's fair costume in my head I was the airship captain from Mad Max like the 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 Mel Gibson yeah oh god which but the one with the 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 fucking crazy pilot 
Yeah, I know the character you're talking about. Yeah. Um, I didn't look anything like him. Yeah. I had no I, articles of clothing that suggested that I was him. But I, in my head, <laughs> that's that, who I yeah. was. Yeah. Um, I had like I had a hat that was very like airship captain-y. Um, I know that outfit because I made our steampunk Valentine's card out of a picture oh, of you with that outfit. Yeah. <laughs> and so I spent that a lot outfit. of time looking at it as I like photoshopped out your background. <laughs> I gave me that that year gave me like really, really like bizarre expectations for Steampunk World's Fair because that year I did that shitty costume that was just like one trip to a thrift store, the end, Mm -hmm. like and just me putting on some clothing and like some fucking professional videographers like came and filmed me in that outfit and then like made it into a video like a compilation among like the best cosplayers of steampunk world's fair oh so i was just like I, I and i like i still like go back and watch it sometimes where i'm just like this is the worst costume i've ever worn and it is the best documented i'm um, really excited for you to share that video i will i will i wish i i had more confidence in how i like posed or like moved for it but it was uh it was very yeah. It was very awesome. So, so I I just always had characters in mind or an aesthetic in mind, and then in the last few years, I've finally like been like, no, fuck it, I actually want to be these these characters. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna put in the work and the time and do those costumes. Um, I think characters but, are more fun for me than aesthetic. Is it because? So I was gonna ask you because I know that a lot of your like con costumes are like were were very aesthetic costumes but i'm i'm thinking your character costumes are more like in your burlesque would you say i mean i really enjoy both uh i think i have more opportunity to do aesthetic than character but i have more fun with character because yeah. it's probably because it's easier for me to bring details to life than it is to come up with details. So I feel like my aesthetic costumes are a little bit flatter. Whereas if I'm being a character and they've got like a little bit of like embellishment on a sleeve that I think is really cool to try to really capture or, you know, that kind of thing is more fun. Oh, absolutely. Because I wouldn't necessarily think of that if I was just like coming up with a mermaid. I would just, you know, I would get to a certain point and then I would feel like the costume is done. Whereas with cosplay, it's like, there's so much potential to keep going back and layering detail into it. And I, I like that. Yeah. What I really appreciate, though, with aesthetic costuming is that you can create your own character, kind of. If yeah. you if you feel confident enough uh, I do not. in it. <laughs> and I, you know, honing on one detail, like you said, like if the character in a, in a, in a movie or in a video game or whatever has this little trait that you hone in on, you make the costume, you know, come to life with just that. Yeah. Where as like, if like some of the best like costumers I know, like who create their own characters in an aesthetic kind of do that where they sure. like make their own thing. Yeah. But yeah, I would have a hard time doing that. Uh, like uh, coming up with yeah. a, a trait like that. Like I think that I, I don't think I'm like an expert costumer cause I don't, 
do it that much. But, like, I think I'm strong at it when... You absolutely are. Uh, but I will say that I... When it comes to pirate camping, where it's a character that I've totally made up and literally everything is a blank slate, I got nothing. Like, I, I'm very... I have a really hard time not just being super basic or super literal with what a pirate would look like. I don't know why. Mm. It's just really challenging for me. And part of it is that maybe that aesthetic isn't like the fucking coolest to me. Like it's it's fun, but it's not like one of my things. But when I was watching that live critical role when they all dressed like pirates, I was like, holy shit, like all of these different hat styles, all of these different color so palettes different. that aren't aren't like super literal and immediately obvious. Like I would not have Liam O'Brien. Yeah. Liam fucking O'Brien did nothing stereotypical, no, but he was but still, still as a clearly pirate. a pirate. Yeah, and I think that maybe there's a a level of creativity there that I don't quite have. Where I I was seriously looking at them and and making mental notes for how to. But that's just me sort of replicating. Like, okay, yeah. so here's the thing. Here's my suggestion for that, especially with pirate cramp camping, where you have a character that you've created. I think you need to take that character. And we need to run her through the D&D character creation and make her on paper real. And I think the part that's going to be the most interesting is to give her flaws and personality traits and things like that. And I feel like in that process, we'll come up with some sort of flavor that will give you costuming ideas. I mean, I feel like I have flaws in mind for the character. I just don't know how to make a hat. That isn't like literally what a Google search result of a pirate hat is. Yeah, we gotta like, we gotta talk it out. I feel is, like... like the feathering situation is totally unique. Yeah, but I don't know. So anyway, so for that reason, um, I think that I get a little bit more enjoyment and fulfillment out of an established character costume. I get more enjoyment and fulfillment out of an established character because I like I think I would. I would love to do pirate camping where everyone was being a original character. Yeah. Um, well, that's, or like, that's what or it like is, LARPs. But people aren't, people aren't actually in character, but in theory they're supposed to be. But like you right. don't use your real name, you use your character name. Right. I see. I would, I think I would like costuming in that kind of environment, like non-character, non-canon character costuming in that kind of a, um, environment but i tend to go to events where most people are a mix like there's probably a 50 50 split of people doing cosplay and people doing just an aesthetic and the people doing the aesthetic are usually not doing any sort of like uh original character they're just you know themselves in this aesthetic they're dandies or they're you know anachronists which is great for me i care about it more if it's some sort of character. So if I were in a group of people where everybody was doing an original character, like I've done some LARPing, and I think that that's a really fun time to dress up as an original character because everybody else is. So you're not comparing yourself to the person who literally is Link. Yeah. uh, And is like, you know, phenomenal and blowing your mind. In... But in those mixed company groups, I, I prefer to do a cosplay. Now that I've actually done now that i've actually stretched into that yeah realm so i want to know your 
two favorite. I want to know your favorite non-canon character costume and your favorite in-character canon costume that you've done. So my favorite non-canon character costume is probably the only costume that I feel like I finished in time for the event. Which I don't know about you, but like that never happens. Like that it never it is completed as how I sketched it when the event comes up. That's amazing. Um, and it was like autumn. Let's call it an autumn fay because I don't know. It didn't have like a name. Yes, but it was like yes, a, yeah. And I felt really good in yeah. it. And I got a really good reception, and I got a lot of really good pictures, and I really liked it. Is this is this one I know? This is the yeah. It's the first time I went to Salem. The 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 it was like the, an orange, um, um, not like a yes. muscle skirt, but it it was like an antique skirt and a corset, and I made a capelet. And you had out like sticks. Yeah, yes. and I had yeah. sticks, um, like dead dead sticks and stuff that I had um, attached to the front of the corset, so. It was a strapless corset, and it was, like, coming up the sides of the corset and sort of, like, wrapping around my chest a little bit. And I feel like there was another detail that I was happy with, but I was just, I was happy with it. I was happy with my makeup. Um, it wasn't yes, your makeup. I was just going to bring up your makeup like, in that. It was, like, a little bit paler than I am, and it was, like, I had dark veins very subtly on my neck coming up a little bit on my face. Um, yes. But otherwise, it was, like, quote-unquote pretty. And I had my, I liked how my hair turned out too. It was kind of like a curly updo. Uh, I just felt like I was going to like a fae court. Like I felt yes. like a totally acceptable. Yeah, you were going to the fae ball. Yeah, yes. yeah. Oh, and I had a mm-hmm. mask. That's what it was. I had a really creepy like Raven Queen mask on a stick. And it had like moss oh, on it. Oh, I forgot about that part of I it. I forgot about it too because it's not in most of the pictures. Yeah. And I really liked it. I was super proud of that skirt. It was like a sort of iridescent orange silk. I liked that skirt a lot, and I'm glad that it's no longer, or I'm sad that it's no longer with us. Ugh, good God. I know. Ugh. But, um. Murder train. And you know what's weird is I did that costume again, and I liked it less the second time. And I feel like that's not the way, like, it's you're supposed to improve upon it. But I changed the corset, and I changed, I wore a wig instead that was, like, sort of gray. And I made the makeup scarier, and I didn't like it. Oh, yeah, no, I, I don't remember that yeah. incarnation of it. I went to I, but I, Wicked Fair with it. Oh, yeah, I don't remember yeah. that. I just I just remember the original, and that was, like, so I bomb. was really like, proud of it. And it was the first event costume I think I had done. I had done a lot of costuming, but I had never, it was only just for, like, house parties or my own weird wanting it. Yeah, it was, yeah, like, the first yeah. Time I really took a costume out in public outside of yeah a party oh and what a debut like fucking salem massachusetts on halloween it was really well received it was actually so well received that i kind of had a bad time like yeah because you get stopped it was just fucking like it was like one of the first times that i had a lot of crowd anxiety in salem massachusetts on halloween if you want to have a good time yeah Wear a gimmicky, silly, shitty costume. It's awesome if you love if you love being the center of attention. It's great. Wear the best costume you can pull out because it's full of tourists. They will stop you every thirty seconds. Yeah. They will take your picture. It's amazing. It's it's kind of a cool experience. It but is. It's like being a Disney you character will, at Disney World. 
Yes, but you're it's not like getting having paid a job. And you're, you have to yeah. pee. <laughs> yeah. And like you want to get to that fucking hot dog stand so bad. <laughs> like yeah. you want to see. Yeah. It's, it's a crazy experience. So, all right. So now favorite, favorite uh, in character costume that you've done. So as per what I was saying with completion, I don't think I've had an in-character costume that I truly was happy with it being done. But I will say that basically any recognizable character that I've done a burlesque act for, I've really just been happy about. Um, yeah! Because it's, it's a totally different kind of costuming, right? Because it's costuming for stuff you have to be able to strip out of, which is very mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you need to be recognizable and you need to be able to get out of it and you need to be able to get out of it in three minutes and 30 seconds. And so it's a really yeah. different kind of costuming. And also for me, you know, like burlesque doesn't really make you very much money. So it's not when you're going to a con, it makes sense to spend hundreds of dollars sometimes on something that you're going to reuse. And it's awesome. But like with burlesque, it's almost like a personal challenge to spend as little as possible. Right, because because you're you're trying to break even. Yeah, on those so events. it becomes yeah. less about like are other nerds gonna respect this, and it becomes more about is this gonna be recognizable enough that the second I go out on stage, people are gonna be happy, and is it it's like a like design on a dime like Project Runway challenge. Yeah, you know? and like and can I do it with Dollar Tree and Goodwill stuff? And can I get it off? <laughs> um, yeah. So I. That seems. So it's just a different. Yeah. It's just a totally different thing, but it's really fun, I think. And so I will say, you know, straight up cosplay as as you've defined it. My favorites would be burlesque numbers, and then I'm gonna say probably honestly when I I did like I said this in the burlesque episode, but I did like that classic vaudeville act where half your body's a man and half is a woman. And I did like yes. half was chic and half was princess Zelda. And I think I'm, I think I'm proudest of that. There are aspects or like details to other characters that I really like, but I think overall that was my favorite. Cause I had like a, a different pasty for each and I'd like half the crown going into the sort of like yeah. turban thing. And, and what's funny is I had had a, a thrown together chic costume that was okay previously so I already had it. So like I literally had it to cut in half and then I built half of a Zelda costume onto it. And it was just, I just thought it was fun. That's awesome. Yeah, and it was pretty That's so great. I liked it a lot. I was not happy with the wig because that is something that I'm always weak on, but mm. whatever, it exists. Because they're very hard. They're, they're, they are. And I don't, I like that can be an investment and I never want to spend money on it. So usually yeah. they're like really shitty. And then that kind yeah. of like, sometimes that can be pretty obvious. Yeah. No. Well, uh, wigs is a thing I, 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 I also have mixed feelings about as well. I like to have them, but I don't spend money on them. Yeah. I buy shitty wigs. And I, and I think that's okay. But I also tend to wait to the last minute. And then the shitty wigs I have to choose from are like even shittier. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but I know that if you if you buy two of the same like twelve dollar wig and you wear them like both like one on top of the other, you can't tell and it makes it look more like you have a like a fuller head of hair. It looks better. That's oh, my tip shit. to you. Yeah, 
That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I like that. Yeah. So that works out. I'm not good at styling wigs, though. I have the heads that you're supposed to, like, pin it to so it's easier to style it. But the head is, like, half a pound because it's made of styrofoam. And so, like, when you try to braid it, like, the whole head is coming up. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm oh, doing. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's better. You're already, like, three steps ahead of me. Mine are in a pile in this closet somewhere. Oh, I need to fix uh, mine. Pretty rad. They're probably dreaded right yeah, now. Yeah, I got a lot of so, that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that Wish site, if you're willing to wait an indeterminate amount of time, does have a lot of really cool cheap wigs. Oh, yeah. My, my coin belt that I had for not... The brave actually showed up today. Yeah, I got a bunch of stuff <laughs> everything else ago. showed up, um, like amazingly on time. Uh, Some of it has to then... go through customs, but it doesn't really tell you very clearly. I guess another nerd burlesque costume I was really excited about is I did, um, I did a Tomb Raider number, uh, and I did, oh. I made a cardboard pentagon like bra, like pointy bra. So like I came out on stage like raiding a tomb like sneaky style with my back to the audience and then when i turn the audience i have like the really stupid like cube boobs um <laughs> which i really had fun with that's but. funny i like that a lot but yeah uh costuming wise just straight up costuming i have not really gotten to do very much because i don't go to any cons out here and also burlesque just like kind of takes up my costuming energy but because it's sort of like a throwaway number once a month, I never get to really make something that I feel very like proud of. And I do kind of miss that. I get that. Yeah. That makes sense. In theory, See, that I would be doing that with pirate, but I'm just really not inspired with my pirate character. Okay. We're going to work on that. Do you want to work on that right now? Do you want to work on that on Femsplained right now? I mean, we can. Yeah. So my pirate character is very tomboyish. Yeah. Uh, mostly because I don't feel like that pirate camp feels like a safe place for me to feel You don't want to be vulnerable. in a corset in that place. No, yeah. I like, no, I like gotcha. feeling like I have masculine energy there. Um, Good. And that's it. So, like, if I okay. see something at Goodwill that feels piratey, I just buy it. And then, like, the day of, I try to put it sort of together. Okay. And, yeah. All right. Start. Just re-fucking wind. All right. Great. So, she's a, she's a tomboy. Great. Uh, so am I, so are lots of people. So what, Rude. um, wh <laughs> what are other, what are other things about her? So tell me She's other stuff about her. I don't know. Yeah. So the, the backstory that I had in mind loosely, cause I made it in an earlier time is that she was perhaps a first mate and this ship mm -hmm. might've been a pirate ship or might've just been sort of a merchant ship. Merchant ship feels more appropriate and then something 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 stowaways that involved francis and chris idell's characters either lost her her job or sunk her ship or something similar so there's this kind of like she's landed and she's had a, a fall from stat status in terms of just maybe like the honor of the position that she was in, even if it wasn't like a super right. like lucrative or um, titled character or anything like that. And there's some mm -hmm. amount of like working on basic ships with the intention maybe of getting back to that place. Uh, not with that, not with her specific old ship or crew, but just late in life working back up to something. Okay. So 
so two so two ideas from from that are that and i think you have you have the seamstress skills that i wouldn't have in this scenario but i would suggest taking like your piratey garb uh somewhere on it to stitch in like like a patch that doesn't match the rest of what you're wearing that would be like the colors from your old ship because you are a character who hasn't let go of that so like something from either the your old flag or from your old ship's colors or whatever to have that patchwork maybe even just like a square into your okay your clothes somewhere randomly like as like a that makes sense a piece that doesn't fit um and then and then i think like maybe like having an accessory like parchments or something like that Mm. that might be interpreted as like someone who still like keeps things from their from their past maybe or like from their what do you mean by parchments like like rolled up scrolls okay Oh, and like a bag or something? Like sticking out? Yeah, something like that, like kind of sticking out of your, of a pouch somewhere on your person. Something little like that could, could then be a jumping off point to inspire more. But like, just from what you're telling me that. I think you're right. And I think part of the problem too is I haven't sewn anything. I've only thrifted. And that might be part of why I'm not feeling very connected to the items. Ah. Because normally I sew. Normally I Put some love into it. Yeah, Yeah, put some elbow grease into it. Yeah. How did you, I know it's kind of towards the end of the episode that I'm asking this, but I meant to ask you what got you started or what was, what was your gateway costuming? You're going to fucking laugh at me, but my fucking grandfather. So I know, I know. No, you no, always laugh. So yeah, I know it's, it's, it's dumb, but like it's his not dumb. favorite, <laughs> it's dumb, okay. but like his favorite ho- uh, ho- uh, holiday was, was Halloween. And so... Our family, just in general, when we were young, put a lot of effort into Halloween, into costuming, into haunted houses, into like turning our home into an experience like Halloween was sort of the gateway to general costuming, I guess. I think that's Um, probably normal. Yeah, but like it, it was a... It was always encouraged to not just buy like the store bought costumes, but to do something creative, something more. Um, this is also the you know the same grandpa who, like got me into theater and yeah. stuff. You know, so his 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 approach to life was always uh, to be fucking extra as hell. And then, and then I, there were a lot of years where I took a a, a complete turnaround break from from anything creative anything like that and I kind of shut it down and then I got back in to it because honestly it's weird to say but the steampunk world's fair the community obviously not the fucking shit storm of a person who created it but the community who enjoyed it and like made it feel so accepting like to to show up in whatever costume you fucking wanted. I mean, people showed up. It's it's a steampunk and uh, like like anachronistic event where people, you know, would show up in fucking goth gear 
and everyone would applaud them yeah. like the, you don't you don't care yeah, uh, if you curtains. actually even fit the yeah. aesthetic nobody's judging you everybody's happy that you just showed up and flew your flag yeah. and that was that was the part where i felt like oh my god i can fuck up i can mm. like i can like do whatever costume i want in a shitty way and and like try and flex my flex this muscle and be bad at it and i'll you know and and no one's gonna you know tell me to go fuck off um, i'm glad you felt that way i did not feel that way there but i'm i like what you're saying i i think the time that i truly felt it was when i did like because because the first couple of years i went even though i wanted to do um a character i didn't i did the aesthetic thing and I had a lot of support and, 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 and everything, and there was good reception, but I wasn't as happy. A couple years ago, I did a, a Dragon Age character, which in no way fit the aesthetic. <laughs> right. it, it did not fit the aesthetic at all. It was high fantasy, solely high fantasy. And you didn't do like a dark... steampunk version of that character. You just No, did I did not. I did not do that at all. I just did straight up that character. And 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 the and the reception and the love and everything was brilliant and like it was just like it there was no problem, and and then I felt I felt very empowered to just do what I wanted in that nice. in that within that community. Yeah. yeah, those people are gonna are gonna fucking survive forever because they're they're awesome. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I and, I uh, like that yeah. you have the acceptance to be who you want to be in that space. But my last inquiry reminded me that I do really like X versions of Y. I love I X love of y. I love that too. Yeah. And that was like that was something that I wanted to do, but I think I'm I'm still i I'm still figuring out how to how to have the like the skill set to do. Like I wanted to do my second Steampunk World's Fair, I wanted to do a steampunk Ayella the Huntress mm-hmm. from, from Skyrim. From, uh, Skyrim. I really just wound up doing the aesthetic thing anyway. And like it maybe had little bits of flavor, but like I wasn't confident enough to do face paint. Sure. So that there was not like, it's still stretching, a, a, like flexing a muscle. It's still like yeah. trying to like be confident in doing something. I, 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 I do like that too, though. I like, I there's, really there's somebody do. who did like a really great steampunk Tinkerbell <gasps> that I fucking like am in love Can with. Can you be a steampunk Tinkerbell too, or is it like taken? I'm fucking Peter Pan. Oh, I I'm would, an idiot. I would I'm, never I'm ever Sorry. in my life would I ever <laughs> fucking dress up as Tinkerbell. I am fucking oh, Peter I Pan. I don't know what's wrong with <laughs> me. I really don't. What does steampunk <laughs> Peter Pan look like? So my Peter Pan costume that I, I did for Halloween last year, which I oh, that's first right. of all, I I won I won I, I won first place in the costume contest at the gay bar as Link. Right. Uh, <laughs> I was, I mean, I was I can, Peter Pan. It's not like a crazy stretch. No. I mean, you but know, I was I covered can still in see leaves though. But like yeah. I I had I had a thimble around my neck. Like, I mean, you know. Uh, but I get it. It's green, it's and green you and know, it's like I was I was yeah, boy, and, androgynous of. green dude. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I get it. I'm not faulting anyone. So I did that uh, that costume. So a steam right. So a steampunk Peter Pan. 
like steampunk P- Tinkerbell, her wings were mm-hmm. like what she made into like the steampunk aesthetic. Yeah. For Peter Pan, I don't fucking know. I mean, it would be like what, just like staple some gears to him. I don't know. I- like he's <laughs> he's well, a- not that. Um, <laughs> what? Give me some accessories that make Peter Peter. Peter's his, I guess. No, oh, he doesn't. His accessories are like the the thimble. Okay. The acorns are like an a, a iconic thing on him. His knife, slingshot. That could be a cool thing yeah. to to steam power steam power a, a slingshot. You know what? Um, you know why he can't be steampunked? Is because he is literally the antithesis of Victorian society. Yeah. And so you can't he's, he's literally the rebel of Victorian society. He was written as the antithesis of Fuck Victorian society. Fuck you, Victorian society. I would rather run away and be dead you and do in limbo forever. Rather than have that aesthetic. That sort yeah. of like structured mechanical you know. No, he's no, he's barefoot and he's fucking covered in dirt and mud. That's it. That's yeah. a real Peter puzzle. Whereas Tinkerbell totally, totally can because while she while she operates outside of the like Victorian London aesthetic, she part she she only abandons it because she's a fucking bitch <laughs> who falls in love with this asshole. Oh, baby. <laughs> um so <laughs> I guess what you could have so I'm trying to think like Dark Peter and I'm trying to think in terms of like the Lost Boys and all that stuff like that there's well, something about no. that. Well, no. I, I did I did I did a Dark Peter Pan based on Brahms uh The Child Thief. Yeah. Which is awesome and a great book that everyone should read. I it's read it. I don't I don't like calling it a dark version of Peter Pan because fucking Peter Pan is really dark yeah. as it is. This is just a more obviously dark version of Peter Pan where they don't sugarcoat it. I think the uh, reason why that like... book is so good is because it's a great fae book. Yes. Um, more they so really to don't... me than it. It's, it. To me, it's more of a fae court book than it is a Peter Pan book because of like all the stuff that happens in like the second Yes. Half. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So this this book is more is more obviously painting Peter Pan as what he is right. in J.M. Barry's book. Which is a child thief. In, <laughs> yeah. Yes. But some of the artwork that's scattered within it is really beautiful because it really accentuates Peter as being like a fae, pointed ears, yeah. angled angled features, this kind of like thin and 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 gangly uh, thing and I did yeah for for like my third Salem or whatever I did a I did a, a child thief cosplay that I was very unhappy with but I liked doing it anyway. I feel like you could do you could make Peter look steampunked by giving him some of Hook's stuff like as if he's defeated Hook and it's like a trophy. Yeah. Well, cuz Hook stuff I would, would be steampunk. Hook the movie is super fucking like uh, amenable to steampunk like that 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 movie is totally in it's line true with it. the and lost boys it's very like like ivor i don't know yeah house i just can't i i i want i know i've i've even talked about it on this podcast before but i just dustin hoffman's face i just want to talk about it all day long <laughs> when 
when his ship oh, full yes. of adult pirates armed with guns and cannons are being defeated by kids with mirrors and chickens. Yeah. And he's just like, and he does that head tilt. It's a, it's just such a beautiful. That's one of like five movies that I can watch like an infinite number of times and that's fine. And for me, super rare. That's a lot for Avalon. Hook, I can watch any day. And I can come in at any point. And I'm not like, oh, I missed the good part. No, because every part's the good part. part. Yeah. Even though I always come in at the same time, which is when they're on the airplane always that's so weird that's so relatable i feel like i've only seen what's prior to that like maybe once or twice it's just the play yeah but i i forget that it... but the play is it's weirdly important I know. because <laughs> but i yeah, never but that's see it but that's so weird because i've always come in on the plane part too yeah. when it's on tv i don't know we need to like write tbs well, so and listen them. my i don't i don't want to say like my strengths are in sewing I own a sewing machine and I'm capable of using it. How about that? My grandmother taught me to sew when I was little and I sewed all the time with my grandmother, <laughs> which was how I got into costuming. <laughs> and so I need you to learn how to make like foam props and armor. I want to. Then we I can, really, like, really want we to. We can live in a barter scene. Yeah, we can do those things for each yeah. other. All right, fuck it. It's time. Oh, I really just watch I... a couple of YouTube videos. It looks easy as shit. You just need... It does not... Don't say it that. Does. I hate that. It's just foam. Because then when I'm bad at it, and it's, it's not easy. It's <laughs> and foam and a hot, <laughs> hot gun. If I... You can't say that it looks easy because so I'll, I'll be mad. Fuck off. <laughs> Whatever. You need to pull your weight. I do. Big, big fat weight. I do. I need to pull <laughs> you're five, it. You're five feet of weight. Um, what else? Wink. Costuming. Anything else? We're wrapping it up. Um, That's you don't have to spend a lot just, of money. No, but you, you really don't. But you also can. You also can. My not the brave costume costs less than any costume I've ever put together. Sweatshop, garbage clothes. There, it was like a weird mix of shit. I've never used Wish before, I had, so yeah. I don't fucking know. I think it's perfect though for that kind of thing. But it was a weird mix of like stuff that was very good quality, and stuff that. Like is already broken. Yeah. Um, I recommend Wish and, and for anchor pieces for your costume, but also yeah. give yourself two months because who knows when it's going to be shipped. There's no There's telling. No time. There's but it's no telling. $6. There's a tracker, but it still says it's that my mask is on the way here yeah. right now. I just checked, yeah. and it's it's been here. It's not real. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Wish in in general, but still for costuming stuff. I uh, think it's great. They've got some fucking serious burlesque stuff oh i believe it i got isis wings for like ten dollars from them that's awesome are they have they gotten there yeah, i haven't used them yet. i keep well i need to see all right so stuff we need to see we need to see avalon's autumn fay costume yeah bitch you need to see it i have a solo oh god we're just we'll just put we'll just crop ourselves together yeah <laughs> okay. yeah exactly just crop my face onto yeah. his head well it's it's a jack-o'-lantern so i'll just have to make it you really know? big is what i'm saying for yeah the <laughs> that's <Yeah>. fine <laughs> and uh what else do we need to see the video oh, yeah. of my the video my of steam being yeah a steampunk yeah 
And, and we need to see photos of maybe costumes that listeners are proud of. Oh my god, I would love that. Yeah. Yes. Yes, please if you've Especially made a costume. Especially if they're like, not perfect cuz Oh my ours god, are not. yes. And tell us uh cosplayers, costumers when you send us those pictures, which I insist that you do. Tell us uh, if you feel comfortable with us putting them on the Instagram story because yeah. I would love to share uh, costumers and boost you and tag you in them so that people, you know, can see the, the awesome work you've done. But if you also just want it to be just us, I will totally respect that and they will not be shared. So let us know. Nice. In that. That's awesome. Yeah. I like that idea a lot. Well, I'm actually going to have a costuming weekend this weekend because I have so many what? costumes to make. I have like six costumes to make by the end of All the for burlesque? It's a combination of burlesque and Halloween. Yes. Yeah. What's the Halloween one? You'll see. <gasps> oh my God. Say that creepier. You'll see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I just felt so Yeah, it was a really good yeah. cackling you got nice. there. <laughs> All right. I got to go make a little bit of dinner for myself. Good. I can keep hanging out, though. But the listeners can't come. <laughs> oh, they can't come. Oh, the laugh is back. Oh, shit. I've never uh, done it before, so I'm really excited. <laughs> I'm really excited, yeah. too. Avalon is the color of black cherries right I'm now. Having, so I, I think that I have a food sensitivity to beer. This podcast? No, to beer sometimes. This happens <laughs> oh. with um, IPAs to me. I get like a Maybe little you have too, a hops allergy. A little too red and like, it's like, it doesn't feel good. It feels bad and hot. It's not just your face too, it's your chest. Well, that's, you, that's, you that's the like... podcast anxiety blotches <laughs> that I get. <laughs> <laughs> that I always All get. right. <laughs> We're going to WebMD Avalon's <sighs> symptoms after Listeners, this. but we'd love it if so, you could send us an email where you diagnose Avalon. Uh, Listeners. She's got a red, blotchy uh, face. I want you guys to engage with us more. So please, things that you can do. Hit us up uh, on Instagram at Podcast, Twitter at Cast. You can watch us on YouTube at Podcast. You can follow and watch me play Horizon Zero that's Dawn the, honestly, on twitch.tv slash femsplained. Uh, you can email us at femsplainedpodcast at gmail.com and on Facebook at femsplainedpodcast probably yeah. or whatever. So please do those things. We love it when people engage. Zachary, you're the MVP. <laughs> Thank you yeah. so much for continuing on with the turtles. And also for validating Someone, my thoughts about DD. I read the email for the first time today uh, in a while, and I noticed that somebody explained the football camera to us. So that was awesome. Yeah, yeah, I had brought it up in the in the really? um, episode. Yeah, I that was not listening. It, that I thank you, Evelyn. <laughs> yeah, I know I had brought it up, and then it 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 didn't the 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 lines on the football field didn't originate with football they originated with hockey but it failed and so uh that's how we got those fucking magic lines Does that mean the magic line canadian technology i assume so what good comes out of america it's it's gotta be it's gotta be canadian technology yeah, now I'm sad. all right so avalon yes. please enjoy your meal okay 
Listeners, Listeners please enjoy, please this, enjoy podcast. this podcast. And then go listen to uh, the last one because oh. it's or not. Oh, and please hit us up, email us, you said that. text us. I don't want to fucking be anything. It, <gasps> I, I don't give a shit. If you want, if you are a woman. Oh. Or you are a queer. Yes. You hit us up if you want to be in a game run by me for Changeling yes, Lost. please. You hit us up immediately. Please. I want to run this game. Yeah. It's being written. <gasps> it's being planned. I have, I have, I have, I have, I have the bones. There's bones. Oh my gosh. I got actual All right, babies. Avalon, go eat. And the rest of you. Go sleep. I'll see you in hell. I don't hell. care if you're driving a car right now. Just go sleep. Go sleep. Go sleep. Good night. Okay. Bye.